Welcome to 36 Questions. I'm Nick. And I'm Anna. And we're a married couple. We are legally married. It happened for real. Yeah. (laughs) There were people there. (laughs) People can attest to the fact that we actually got married. Isn't that great? Yeah. And we have something different this time. Yeah, this is the first episode of season two. And we have another married couple. I know. We're going to fight to see who's the best. (laughs) And we know they were married because we were at their wedding. I know. We were at your wedding. (laughs) Isn't that exciting? But they were not at our wedding. It's fine. It's a long story. I'm not going to pass over the fact that you said we're going to fight to see who's best. Yeah, we're going to fight. And at the end, we're going to tell you who's the best couple. (laughs) (laughs) Should we say hello now? No. We're going to explain to you the history of 36 questions. (laughs) Okay. You ruined it. Let's start over. Okay. We have to start over. (laughs) No, we don't. Go ahead. I forgot the name of the psychologist. We're going to cut all this out. That's fine. Uh, so 36 Questions was created by a psychologist named Arthur, Arthur Aaron. Aaron. And what happened is he got a bunch of people together who had never met before. And two of the people actually ended up getting married at the end of the study. Yeah, he developed this study so that strangers could be more intimate with each other. And two of them ended up falling in love and getting married. But we are doing a different season this time. Right. So this time we're going to get people together who've who been know each other. married or have been in a relationship. And that's going to be the entire season. And see if they come closer to each other or get a divorce. <laughs> we're really, we want to see if someone breaks up. That's really yeah. what we're... <laughs> All right, so go ahead and introduce yourselves. Say hello. Ladies first. Why, thank you. My name is Bridget. Uh, and I'm I'm Matt, her husband. <laughs> Hi, Bridget and Matt. How long have you known each other? 13, 13 or 14 years. Something like that? Yeah. Uh, we've been together for roughly 12 yes. of those. Just just over 12, long actually. Time. Almost a little under 12. Un- unofficially, secretly, just over 12. Let's cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut it out. Don't worry. Um, how did you two meet? Theater. Uh, we both went to the same college. Um, and the furthest back that I can recollect that I was aware of your existence was during tech for the uh, Evening of Dance show, which is in uh, the spring of every semester at Keene State College, where we met. Uh Go Owls. Yep, go go the Keene State Owls. Uh, and uh, yeah, Bridget and I were both working tech for that show. And she was cool and knew well, mad TV stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, why don't you tell them the actual oh, okay, story? Okay, so I was I, on. Yeah. All right, all right, I'll tell. You, you, want, want, to tell you want me to tell? Okay, the fireworks have already started. So. <laughs> um, uh, so we were doing uh, lighting for the, the lighting portion of tech for the show and I was on stage and the lighting tech was telling me to move to different spots so they could test the intensity of such and such lights um, and Bridget was on the uh, backstage where there was a microphone and she knew that I could do a pretty good Stuart from Mad TV and I knew that she could do a pretty good Stuart's mom so she started doing Stuart's mom and on stage I was going no I don't wanna stop Stuart? No. Stuart, what does mommy say about the kitty cats? <sighs> Don't touch the kitty cats because they'll get your penis weird. That's not the quote. I know, I know. <laughs> and now the whole podcast will please, be that way. <laughs> please don't sue us for copyright and <laughs> Uh But that's the long and short of it, basically. But before that, I knew who you were because you were in a, a show called Empire's Fall where you played a clown. Uh, the show Empire's Fall had two runs. Super famous. Just throwing it out there. It wasn't that famous. 
But I was like, that guy's really funny. I kind of like him. So, yeah. And then... I love the season already. <laughs> uh, how long have you guys been married? Uh, almost, almost a year. Almost a year. Almost a year. A year in October. A year October 1st. October 1st. 1st. Yep. So without further ado, should we Yeah, start here is the 36 the questions. questions. Question number one. Number one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Choice of anyone in the world, who would I want as a dinner guest? Is this like living or dead or any of the above? I mean, I guess I'd have to go with the most obvious answer, like the one famous person that I want to meet and who have always want to met. I want Arnold Schwarzenegger to come to my house. Yeah. I want to make him a bunch of barbecue meat, and sit and smoke stogies with him, hear about his incredible life, scold him a little bit for cheating on his wife, let him know that I didn't approve that. But then uh, I imagine we'll have awesome conversations and hopefully be best friends for the rest of our lives. I saw that answer coming. I know. Like a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, there's so many people, but I'm going to be sappy for a minute and like, wait, is it one single person? Because oh, now I want like all of my grandparents to be alive again and at dinner. But uh, that's my one person is my four grandparents. <laughs> Just molded into just, one. Just all, though they hold hands, it can count as one. <laughs> Sorry to be sappy. Do you want to change your answer? <laughs> no, I had lots of dinner with my grandparents. They were all great. <laughs> okay. Question two. Question two. Would you like to be famous? In what way? Ooh, nice, nice H pronunciation there. Um, yes and no. I want to be famous in the sense that I... I'm good at what I do and get recognition for doing well, but I don't want to be like, you know, Kardashian famous. I don't want to be like, you know, paparazzi and oh my gosh, this is follow my, my life story or whatever. I, I just want, I want my movies to be good. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> uh, yeah, I guess uh, sort of the same answer. Uh, at one time in my youth, when I was doing lots of theater and stuff, I wanted to be a movie star and all that stuff. And now that I'm older and see how it really works, I'd much rather the stuff that I make be famous over me, if that makes any as sense. As long as I get to say one acceptance speech. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because like, I've been practicing it in the bathroom mirror for decades now, and I think it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Do you want to save that for later, or do you have it ready <laughs> no, to go? No, no, we can do it later. Okay. I realized we didn't ask them what they did. What do you guys do for a living? Uh, currently, my day job, I work at a, a health insurance company, um, but I am also a filmmaker, and uh, I was an actress. I don't do that as much anymore, but... Uh, I am a full-time freelance filmmaker. I direct, shoot, and edit mostly web content, although lately I've had some commercials and some TV shows, so maybe Later. soon... You will know me. Way to rub stuff. in that full time there. Mm, like, well. And if you're listening, you should hire both of these people. <laughs> we are adequate. We're kind of good at what we do. <laughs> Question oh. three. Question number three. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say? Why? It depends on the conversation. If it's work-related... Yes, I rehearse what I'm going to say because I want to sound concise and professional. 
Uh, but if it's just a casual conversation, no. Yeah, similar answer. And, and not even just phone calls. Like if I'm going into a meeting or to a, a very heated conversation about something, then oh yeah. Question four. Question four. What would constitute a quote-unquote perfect day for you? There would probably be some hiking involved, um, but also a lot of relaxing. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. A, a day where Matt doesn't break anything. <laughs> uh, no, it'd be great to... Uh, I, I love hiking and, and camping, and we don't get to do it that often, living in New York City. So that would be, that would be a, a nice, perfect day. Uh, somewhat similar. Uh, perfect days are like, you know, hanging out with getting to, getting to spend the whole day, not having to do work, Mm -hmm. uh, with you or my family, whether that be doing, mostly doing outdoor stuff. Like when we went rafting the other month, that was a pretty great day, but a perfect day for me would have to end in dinner and a movie, preferably dinner and a movie at a theater, but also dinner, like a family dinner at home. And then we sit all together and watch a flick. Oh yeah. And my hiking camping trip, there's like this futuristic camping movie screen that you can bring with you. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that we could watch Definitely. movies in the woods. Outdoor movies. What kind of movie? Ooh. I mean... You just asked Matt about movies. It's going to be the long. longest podcast I mean, ever <laughs> Well, it, it's... My go-to, like, for big gatherings of people are either it has to be a comedy or a big blockbuster. Otherwise, who's going to want to sit down and watch House of Sand and Fog as a family? <laughs> that would be pretty awful. It's a great movie, though. Tonight's great family movie. film is Requiem for a Dream. For Something a for dream. the kids. Black Swan. <laughs> just every anything by Aronofsky. Don't watch it with your family. We should go camping soon, just reminding myself. Uh, yes. yes. We have a tent. It only fits two, though. No, we have our own camping stuff. Okay. Oh, great. So we can have oh, tents that face each other. You're a professional married couple. We're from Utah. We, we, we have know to get, camping. We have to get doggy tents. So Binks and Ripley can snuggle together in their own We tent. really should. And I'm... we have to get a cat tent so that our Binks could also come. <laughs> so three tents. Three dog tents. Four tents. Four, uh, five two, tents. Two five dog tents, tents and a cat. Oh, Actually, oh, we got to get those big, those big uh, tents that turn into a giant circle of tents. You know what we need? We need have like... Have you seen those? We need like the... And then you had a little court, a tent courtyard in the middle? No. We need the wizarding tents like yes. from the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Are you, you guys anyway, we're nerds. Tents? Yeah. Okay. Number question number five. Question five. When did you last sing to yourself to someone else? I probably know the answer to this. When did you last sing to yourself? Part A. And when did you sing to someone else? Part B. Oh, two different questions. Sing to myself. I sang. I like really went for it with "You Ought to Know" in the car this morning on my way to work. I was like, I don't. Can I belt? Can I belt like Alanis? I mean, a little bit, a little bit, and then sing to somebody else. Didn't I sing to you recently? Probably. I feel like I did. I you were you like, did. you were. It was like late, and you were sick. You were like, say something nice, and I started singing something, and then I couldn't remember the rest of the words, and then I just let Ripley kiss you in the face, and everything was fine. That's really cute. Why don't you sing to me when I'm sick? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how. Like that was like the moment I think we both sort of fell in love. He sang to me, mm-hmm. and then that was the song we danced to at our wedding. Aww. But, but two different versions. Two different versions. So I sang. Song. I sang your song, but the Ewan McGregor rendition the from Moulin Rouge. Uh, the correct no. version. The correct version. Yes, from Moulin Rouge. 
I agree with Ooh. Bridget. Yes. So gonna get divorced. <laughs> um, I sing to myself pretty much on the reg I, uh, when no one's around. Um, I was singing to myself actually. I don't. I do it subconsciously, like without knowing. I do it subconsciously so much so that my coworker who sits right next to me has complained that I constantly hum. So I, I do it. Does a that lot. count though? Because if it counts, then I hum all day long. Well, I guess it's like sort of singing, but I sang to myself uh, "Walking Ripley" yesterday. So I guess I was also technically singing to her. I think the most recent singing that I did to another individual was to Binks. I had yeah, been, I we had, sing a lot to our pets. Yeah, because <laughs> Bink, Bink, I hold Binks like a baby in my arms, and it's really nice to sing to him. This might be really confusing for the listeners, but we have a cat Binks and they have a dog Binks. Yes, two different Binkses. We'll put out a chart to explain to people. <laughs> a, a, a pet tree? Yes. Question six. Question six. We're only on six. <laughs> if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the, bo- the mind or body of a 30-year-old Ooh. for the last 60 years of your life, what would you want? Also, well, does that mean that, that the other thing would automatically be 90? Yeah. So, like, if I request a body of a 30-year-old, I have a mi- mind of a 90-year-old? Mm-hmm. Oof. I don't know. I'm not too happy with my 30-year-old body. Like, if it was, like, 24 or something, then maybe I would go with that. But so I'm going to go with... Oh, no. But, like, oh, but, like, when... (laughs) I don't know how to answer this question. When you've had decades of experience, you We broke Bridget. (laughs) (laughs) We need to reboot her now. This answer... This is a draw. I don't know the... I don't know how to answer this. Uh, I would say the body of a 30 year old. I'm not in the greatest shape right now, but just any, like when I threw out my back a couple years ago, it really sucked being able to think of all the things I could do and then not do them. So I think if my mind is a little slow, I'd rather be able to walk around. Which is pretty much what you're like now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, that was really mean. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I would rather not spend the last 30 years of my life bed or couch ridden. I'd rather be able to be active, but you know, if, if I spend the day really invested in what's going on with the birds, but I can actually walk around with them, that's fine. The birds? birds? Yeah. Well, you know, old men hang out with birds. They get their little bag of treats and they go to the park and they just feed the birds. At first I thought you meant really invested in the film, The Birds. No, no. Actual human birds. Uh, real bird birds. <laughs> actual human birds. Actual human birds. This episode's going to be called yeah, Actual gonna Human Birds. Yeah, it's going to be called birds. The Human Birds. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Hashtag The Rock. Hashtag The Rock. Question number seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? I don't like this question. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's probably going to be a heart attack. Oh, come on. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be sudden and unexpected and really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, if I know ahead of, yeah. If I know ahead of time, like if there's like heads up, like mm, you've got a week. Probably jump off a cliff. I don't know. Do something no. cool. Yeah, do something cool. And go over it. Thelma and Louise style. I'd much rather do I that than die in a hotel bed, a uh, hospital bed. But uh, yeah, I, I'm probably going to have a heart attack. I mean, that's what my dad passed away from. He was much less healthy than I am, but I feel like that's a thing. Maybe we should go for a run in the morning. Yep. I'm going to go for a run now. 
I'm gonna go do, uh, guys let's, pa- let's pause the podcast I'm gonna do a push up um, my my grandmothers both outlived my grandfathers so I have a feeling I'm gonna make it uh, you know pending some emergency I hope it's not some sort of debilitating disease I, I hope it's just like old age like surrounded by my family like Peggy Carter hmm Peggy Carter Captain wasn't there though he missed it that. Question <laughs> eight. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Oh, God. We both like movies. Uh-huh. Um, we both have blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, we both have uh, blonde hair. <laughs> I mean, I know what we have in common, so I feel like it's a weird question to try to yeah well i guess i guess what's important is the three things that come to mind oh i mean i know the things that we have in common obviously uh we both do silly voices we do family's important to both of us very true we're both we're both from connecticut well you went for the the cosmetic stuff i know because it it, uh, all right all right, is this good? Are we doing okay? No, you guys are doing great. What, <laughs> what's our What's our score? How are we doing? Ten out of ten. You ten guys out of ten. Great. Yes. Ten out of ten. Great. Can we get Can we get eleven? Mm, not yet. Okay. We'll see. But do these gauges go up to eleven? That's really important yeah. to know. Okay. Yes. Good. <laughs> All right. Question number nine. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? I really like that these are grammatically correct. I am, and this is no, uh, this is no denigration of you. Uh oh. Uh, I am most grateful for the fact that my immediate family, my mom, my brother, and my sister, we all get along. We really love each other. We really enjoy spending time together because there are many people within my own family and within other families that I've witnessed that you know not everybody gets along. And I feel like, to a certain extent, we're a little bit like a diamond in the rough. No, that's, that's dumb. But it, I just, I really appreciate the fact that like, Going home and spending time and hanging out with my family is something I really love to do. So I'm grateful for that. Your turn. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and your family could get into the cave of wonders if you're a diamond in the rough. This is true. They could. Yeah. Some Disney humor. Okay. Uh, my answer is kind of, uh, kind of similar. I would say I'm most grateful for my family slash friends, like the people I'm closest to. Um, you know, my, my family, I think we get along really well and we're very close. Um, and you know, a lot of my friends I've known forever. One of my best friends I've known since kindergarten, others I've known since middle school and high school. So we've been together a long time. We still have a very close group of friends from college, which was well over a decade ago. So I, I, and yeah. I consider, I consider those friends that would also be, that family. Would, that so would like be our, runner up. Our group, our our fam mm-hmm. friends family group I'm most grateful for. Yeah, it's it's nice it's nice to know that that the people that we called best friends now almost 20 years later are still best friends, which is great. And I'm also grateful for my dog. She's amazing. <laughs> She's under the table and, and our cat. If you could ch- Oh, question 10. Question 10. <laughs> if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Oh boy. This this might be a question you have to cut from the <laughs> episode. Uh, oh no 
about the way I was raised specifically. All right. Well, my parents were very strict, which in some ways is good. Um, in other ways, maybe wasn't so good. So I would, I would just maybe ask that they be a little less strict. I wish that my parents instilled in me a better sense of my financial well-being. Um, I feel like I'm 31 now and I'm just now getting a grasp on how taxes work, <laughs> especially since I'm a freelance and I have to do my own taxes. Um, so, yeah, I wish as a kid, I, underst- I, had a, I, I had a better understanding of how it all worked, if that makes any sense. Otherwise, mom, dad, great job. <laughs> but nobody likes adulting. I know, but it's hashtag, important. Hashtag it's adulting. Important. It's important. Take two minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. So I uh, grew up in rural Connecticut. Uh, we were not jurors, though. No vergers. Um, <laughs> uh, grew up in um, Connecticut in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the woods. Uh, my parents were, my mom worked in a ho- the hospital system, and my dad was a carpenter slash mechanic. And all that was good stuff. We did a lot of camping and traveling, at least on the East Coast. Not a whole lot of West Coast stuff. Uh, I went to school in a uh, high school that was comprised of five towns, five or six towns, because there isn't a whole lot around me. So, yeah, 500 kids in the whole high school. So, um, then I went to college. I only applied to two colleges, uh, uh, my want to get into college and then my safety school. And I got into my safety school, but not the other. Tell them what the other was. The other was, uh, so I applied to SUNY Purchase. I really wanted oh, to get, okay. I really wanted to apply to USC, but there was no way oh, in I hell I was going to afford USC. Um, also, not wealthy. Not wealthy. Um, uh, and then I got into Keene State, and it actually ended up being a blessing in disguise, because like we said earlier, all of my best friends are from Keene. I met my wife at Keene. And uh, I feel like all in all, I got a pretty good education. And then uh, I did some internships. And the first and only internship I did hired me. And I started work in New York City the day after I graduated from college. And then I moved to New York. And I've been working in film and TV ever since. And then I've been with you. And uh, we, we are in love. 15 seconds left on the clock. Oh. Right under the wire. <laughs> hashtag hot. Uh, no, done. done. <clears throat> Good not job. Gonna, I'm not going to make that joke. That was, that was a great hashtag. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my life story in two minutes. Um, I grew up in Shelton, Connecticut, home of the Wiffle Ball. Um, it's right in between Bridgeport and New Haven, two of the most dangerous cities in the country. <laughs> but it's it's a like typical suburban-y town. Um, there's a lot, but there, it, it's like, I used to call it sub-rural because we did have like a lot of farmland, but there was also a lot of suburban areas. Um, uh, yeah, I guess normal childhood. I grew up with my parents and my sister. Uh, my grandparents were right next door, so that was cool because I got to see my grandparents almost every day and they had a big pool and a garden. So we'd go swimming and we'd help my grandpa in the garden. Uh, my other grandparents grew up not that far, so we get to see them too. Just don't want to leave them out. Um, and then I only applied to one school because I'm lazy, and I got in <laughs> to Keene State because I knew I would get in, and I so I was like, I'm not gonna go 
through all the hassle of applying to schools that I don't know if I'll get in. Um, so I got into Keene. I wanted to major in theater and education because I knew I wanted to either act or be a teacher. And uh, my dad told me that wasn't uh, the neither were a sufficient career. So I switched my major to psychology and then I switched it to communications. Then I switched it to film. And I, I, I changed my major so many times that I had to stay in school an extra year. Um, and I ended up majoring in theater and education. <laughs> so I was a teacher for a while. Oh my gosh, only nine seconds. All right, I've had a variety of careers. <laughs> and then I married him and now I'm here. I always like the fact that we both grew up with our grandparents living next door. So we got to basically be raised by our parents and our grandparents, family dinners and all that stuff. And also I didn't say I studied film and theater. There you go. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? <gasps> There's so many. There's like so many things. I think I would want to I would want to be like 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 super in shape, but just not so I could like lie on the beach or anything, but just so I could like do all those awesome things that people do in movies, like climb rocks. And like, <laughs> you know, you know you like see a movie and you're like, whoa, look at them climbing that mountain or like kicking that person in the face. Like, so anything Tom Cruise can do, basically. I knew you were going to go to Tom Cruise. I don't want to be Tom Who Cruise. Who else I wouldn't want to wake up and climb rocks as Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen Atomic Blonde yet, but maybe Charlize. She can't climb rocks. She hasn't done any movies. We haven't seen it. I don't think she can. I feel like Charlize Theron's going to listen to this and in retaliation is going to come out with a video of herself rock climbing. Okay. Just okay. to get back at you. If I have influenced her in any way, win. Hashtag win. What was the question? Oh, <laughs> uh, I would want to wake up tomorrow being able to probably speak Chinese. Really? Yeah. Because like I know a little bit of Spanish um, and... Yeah, tell them what you asked for before the podcast started. What did I ask for? Oh, agua con queso. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, no, I can speak a little bit of Spanish, but I feel like, A, probably going to need to be able to speak Chinese soon. And also, it's like a complete, like a, a whole other alphabet system. And it's something, like, I feel like I could I could look at other languages that have similar letters and be okay, but I don't understand anything about Chinese. And I also... I don't know. I watch a lot of Chinese movies. It'd be nice to just watch it without the subtitles. That's you want to learn Chinese to I be able to be watch able to Chinese movies fluently. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> when was the last time you used Duolingo? My turn. All right. Question number thirteen: If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? I don't know. I guess probably the future. I'd want to know. Because if there's something that I need to change or do better, I'd like a heads up. And also betting on sports. <laughs> it worked for Biff. <sighs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, I guess, I guess I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to know what's going to happen at least in my future, so I can stop worrying about it all the time. Is that too much to ask? I feel like I, I think, think it, I feel like I think about it too much, and I don't want to. I don't know. I'd also like to say that that's the first time you've used the word sports probably in a year. 
I, I literally said sports. I'm shooting a sports thing this week. Oh, true. I don't understand any of the jokes. Yeah. But. Name one sport. <laughs> uh, uh, baseball. That's one, right? Good job. Is that the one with the ice and the pucks? No. All right. I don't know, guys. Good. Good try. So I, I, I actually have two. I have like a personal one and then like a, like an immediate personal one and then like a broader one. So the immediate personal one is I would want to know when something is going to finally happen. She's talking about pregnancy. And the broader thing <laughs> is uh, I'd want to know, like, if, I don't know, like, the next world war or, like, what all this shit that's going on, like, if, if it's going to come to a head, like, if we're, if the nukes are going to go off or if, like, there's going to be a, another civil war or whatever the hell, I want to know when and where that is so I could be, like, ready for it. So the future. So what I said. You but wanna- specifically that. Not, like... What am I going to have for lunch tomorrow? Well, I wouldn't need to know that. I have the same lunch every day, hopefully, if I'm lucky. Hopefully? Yeah. If you're lucky? Why yeah. would you be lucky to have the same lunch every day? Because not knowing what I'm going to have lunch for every day sucks. I like knowing. You're a very deep person. Yes. I'm a creature of habit. I what, like salads. What do you have for lunch every day? I try to have salad for lunch every day. Cool. But I get really annoyed when the market doesn't have like the sautéed chicken and, and, and uh, peppers because I like to put that in my salad. There you go. I'm a very interesting person. I think this podcast took a turn. <laughs> uh, 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? And why have you not done it? Stand up. That was a fast answer. Sorry. I will hand that back next time. Uh, <laughs> stand up. Yeah, I've always, well, I've always obviously wanted to act and, and everything. And um, I always wanted to work in comedy and I've always been too scared to do stand-up. I've, I've like, tried to, like, get myself and, like, build it up and write jokes and stuff, but I've never, never been able to. I could do, I could, like, tap dance in naked and, no, I couldn't do that. But, like, I could do, like, a ton of different things on stage, but stand-up is, like, the one thing that terrifies me. I've never been in a fight. Like, a oh real Oh, my one. gosh. <laughs> and I know that's such a fight club thing to say, but, like, it is a, yeah. It's very true. It's a very true thing to say. Like, how much can you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? I, I know plenty about myself. Actually, no, I have been in a fight, so I guess. I've never been in a fight. Not, not even, there was n- not even a scuffle in, in elementary school. So I would like to fight someone. So Anne and Bridget are going to do stand-up, <laughs> and uh, Matt and I are going to fight now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, the, the, in the question, it asks, like, something you've dreamed of. I've literally had thousands of dreams where I've been in fights and I felt like I could do okay, but I've never had it for real. I want to know for real. Thousands of dreams? Thousands? Thousands? thousands. I've slept, I've slept at least you slept. a thousand days in my life. At least, right? Yeah. How many days are in a year? 365? But why haven't you gotten in a fight yet? Because <laughs> I'm not a confrontational dude, I guess. Well, you did get punched in your their face and he broke his nose. Look, it's crooked. My nose is not crooked. It okay, is. They For people it. listening, uh, his nose is super crooked. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not crooked. It's totally fine and normal. But that, yeah, that wasn't a fight. That was an accidental stage punch. That was a real punch. I didn't get back up and fought, fight him because I had to keep doing the scene. No, you got back up and blood was gushing down your face. This is true. And then I kept doing the scene because I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> I heard Alan Rickman I in my head that. saying the show must go on, so I, didn't I kept know going. That. That's crazy. <laughs> 
Question number 15. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? <laughs> All right, fine. I'll go for the sappy answer. Ripley. Your greatest I've, accomplishment? I've never... No, this... R- r- so, I've, Ripley is a little dog. Ripley, come here. And I've had her for... Three years. Three years now. And in the three years, she's very healthy. And she's well-behaved. And everyone loves her. Oh, Ripley is in the microphone right now. Uh, no, I would just say, like, I'm, I'm happy that as a mild to young adult who's not a full adult yet, I know that I can keep something alive and you're keep 31, it happy. You're 31, you're a full adult. I'm not, I'm not 40 yet, though. But yeah, no, I, I, I can sustain life that's not my own. We're talking how pretty you are, little girl. <laughs> just get him! Half an hour of will you Will you speak? Will you bark? Get him! <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Get him! Get him! <laughs> there you go that was Ripley I think Ripley went over her two minutes um, yeah so that's that's my answer I, Yeah. my answer is I feel like I haven't accomplished anything really <laughs> I don't know true. I know it's not true but I, I feel like I haven't had my greatest accomplishment yet I mean I've done things that I'm proud of and yeah, sure. No, I like just I hope I hope that my greatest accomplishments are still yet to come. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like I have a greatest accomplishment yeah. yet. Question <laughs> Question 16. 16. <laughs> what do you value most in friendship? In a friendship? I don't know how to answer that. I feel like there's something in common with the type of people I'm friends with, but I can't pinpoint what it is. Maybe it's the thing in common is that they're all friends with me. I I don't know. I think conversation. I need to be able to have a good conversation with someone. I like I can be friends with people and friendly with them, but if I can't sit in a room with you for more than an hour and not be able to have a conversation, that sucks. Question number 17. What is your most treasured memory? I mean, our wedding day was pretty awesome, but that's the, uh, that's the obvious bullshit answer, so I'm not going to say that. Because there, right. there were aspects of that day that sucked. But, no. but not the actual. You mean ceremony. like when you forgot my mother's ring at the hotel room, or like when the bus driver was forty-five minutes late? Blah blah blah. Anyway, um, I don't know. Like I feel like they sort of like blend into one, but like you know, family vacations. I miss my dad, so any memory of him is like treasured, if that makes any sense. I I'm cheating, but yeah, I treasure those. Yeah, I want to go with something similar, not anything specific, but like just when when like we were kids and like all the family was together, whether it was you know like Christmas and everybody was over and or like or summers at the pool, we had um, we had happy hour every day at like four o'clock. And my grandpa would, so he didn't allow any food in the pool area. So he set up these little chairs outside of the pool area, like outside the fence. And they would, the adults would sit and drink wine. And my grandma had these plastic wine glasses that my sister and I could use. And she'd fill them with juicy juice. And we'd sit and we'd all have a toast and we'd drink and we'd eat goldfish. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cute. She turned you into an alcoholic. <laughs> oh, yeah. From the I, I had a... Pro- you were there. It was a few years ago. I had a magic Thanksgiving, which was just like all the right ingredients lined up perfectly. Like all the right family members came over. 
that's mean to some of my family, but I'm sorry. Uh, Wait, which Thanksgiving was that? Well, it was like it wasn't the one where the guy talked about murdering. No, a rabbit. that was we we tried. That was the year after we tried to re- re- uh-huh. recreate the magic Thanksgiving. But yeah, all the family was at the house. We had the right amount of wine. We had the right amount of food, and it ended up becoming like a dance party in the kitchen. Oh, it was great. That it was, was a great. magic Thanksgiving. That was a great year. So there you right. go. Are we in a good point now? Because things are gonna get so sad. <laughs> I know that one. That one got me a little teary-eyed. Question eighteen: What is your most terrible memory? I mean, outside of people dying, uh, middle school. I was uh, I was tormented in middle school, and it was it was not a good time. I don't know if you want me to elaborate. You don't have to. You don't don't have to. to. Uh, All right. I'll try to get through this. This is the day that my dad died. I was working for a horrible company for horrible people that treated me like shit. And my mom had called me just to give me a heads up that my, my sister had gotten home and found dad and wasn't able to, he wasn't breathing, but she's like, there's EMTs there. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep you up to date. And I went back to the office, got scolded for something stupid. I was a, an intern at the time. Um, and then the nurse called to tell me that my mom told her to tell me that I should come home. And then, yeah, I'm stuck in the middle of Manhattan in Rockefeller Center two hours from home. So that sucked because I didn't know for sure until I was almost home that it was, you know, for real. So yeah, there you go. Matt. Sorry. <laughs> to lighten the mood a little, <laughs> that day, Matt and I were technically broken up. Oh, and I had, no. not a date, but I had a hangout scheduled with another boy. I don't think I knew that. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> and when no. he called me, I immediately like canceled on this guy and like. Oh, I called you because I had no other way to get home. Yeah. Yeah, you had no other way to get there. I could only take the train so far. And I happened to be in Connecticut for some reason, so I, like, drove and... Yep. But, yeah, I was... We weren't technically dating at that time. Who was it? I'm not going to say. Come on. I'm not going to say his name on... Was it it David number one? I don't know who David number one is. <laughs> he has like nicknames for all of the guys that he thinks were interested in me. Anyway. But you were able to be together on yeah. that day. Yeah. Okay, good. I felt weird calling her because of the situation that we were in. We bro- oh, we've broken up three times. Three times. But it all worked out. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> that was the third time. That was the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Question number 19. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly. <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be funny. Would you change anything about the way you are living now and why? I'd move. I'd move. I've done New York. I've been here long enough. I want to go someplace new. I would not move back to Connecticut. I'd probably move to the West Coast. I don't know if you'd come with me. But yeah, if I only had a year left, I'd, I'd, or I'd move to another country. That's probably, that's probably more accurate. I'd move someplace completely different and try that. We actually just went to New Zealand for a honeymoon. Hash, hashtag happy. Hashtag Bronze Rougeau does NZ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and New Zealand, New Zealand was amazing. And it was the first time that at least I had ever gone that far outside the United States. So yeah, if I only had a year left, 
I'd travel. I mean, I don't know if you could actually go farther than that. It was the other side. Oh, it's the other side. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, I think I would do the same thing. I would probably travel, cashing all them stocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm rolling. No, I'm, I don't have a lot of stuff. But like I would, yeah, I would just travel, spend time with family, do all the things that I never got to do. I'd make a documentary that would win the Oscar the next year called One Year Left. And it would be really introspective and existential. And I'm sure Michael Moore would be like, it's the best thing I've ever seen on Michael that's Moore. Not that's not I at all him. Michael that's Moore. That's not a right. Why, that's... What other famous documentarians are there? Oh, Matt. <laughs> Al, Al Gore? Al, Al. <laughs> He's not a documentarian. Guys, we need Philip to have Glass? a conversation oh, no, wait, no, Philip about Glass. documentary filmmakers. <laughs> Philip Glass does music. Yeah, Philip Glass is a composer. You, your iTunes is only film scores. How did you confuse that? What does friendship mean to you? Question twenty. Question twenty. What Isn't does that friendship similar mean to, to like the other thing? Um. No, this is a little bit different because the other one was what do you value most in a friendship. Um, this is what does it mean to you? Oh. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Be, being there for someone. I, I don't have a good answer for this. Just just being my friend. <laughs> just being there, putting up with my shit. Uh, Watching fa- movies, listening, talking. Chilling. Chilling. Netflix and chilling. No. Uh, depends, <laughs> Ripley depends disagree. On, depends on the level of friendship. Um, friendship means family. It's, it's, just, it's a different level of love. It's stage two, or 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 floor floor three. The highest level of love is marriage and and family, you know, actual blood relatives. But it's yeah. interesting that in the building of relationships, only you only three have three floors. floors. No, there's a penthouse. There's at least fourteen floors of. of love. But then you said okay. What the penthouse is like family and you know. Then wait, if so, if if. Floor 14 is family, and floor three is friendship. That's not very high up. All right. Well, I haven't fully figured out this. a really bad metaphor. I haven't figured out this metaphor yet, guys. <laughs> I'm doing it off the cuff, okay? I didn't figure, I didn't finish the plans on the building. But yeah, no, friend, friendship is, it's love. It's just, you know, love without sex. Are we in the garage level, or? <laughs> you guys. First floor. You guys floor. are in the extra bedroom of the penthouse. You're the guest room. Oh. Okay. Correct. <laughs> Question number 21. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Very important. Everybody wants to feel loved and you want to love other people. I have to wake up every morning getting a kiss from everyone in my household. <laughs> Typically Ripley's first because she's right next to my face. Binks I have to fight for. And then Bridget I got to wake up. Slap her, slap her in the mouth and then, <laughs> then get a kiss. Just for clarity, he does not slap me in the mouth. Not a real slap. No. <laughs> Sometimes you're sleeping and I got to do the whole cheek like, hey, wake up, wake up. Bridget, if you want us to help you, blink one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a call for help. I, uh, I like how in this scenario, you're the one that wakes up first. <laughs> Sometimes. Sweet burn. This morning. Uh, yeah, super important. Very important. Love and affection, I think, play a, a, a major role in my life. Um I think we're we're kind of we're kind of snuggly. We like to snuggle. Mm-hmm. Um, Without naming names, apparently, that we've had conversations with some some of our friends who say that they don't make out anymore, which is weird to me because we still do. It's not us. <laughs> <laughs> it's not not our loving hosts. 
freaking out this whole time. <laughs> yeah, when they're not it's, talking. Guys, it's actually like, been really weird for us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Number 22. Alternate shit. Alternate, <laughs> not alternate. Alternate shit. Altern- alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. You're funny. You make me laugh. You're very smart. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you um, make me do things outside my comfort zone. Aww. Matt was going to say boobs. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Your boobs are great. Oh, no, no. Do, an- do another one. Um, so, so... Yeah, for for you, I make you do things outside your comfort zone. And for me, sometimes you remind me, that's not safe. Don't do that. We, <laughs> like I, like touching a cow in the wilderness in New Zealand. There was a whole herd of cows. They that's seemed very safe. nice. They're, they're like free roaming cows. <laughs> there were a couple with horns. Uh, you know, it's fair. It's and fair. baby cows. And he just wanted to like poke one. I would do that 100%. They were walking close to me. I felt like I was having a babe in the woods moment. And then she was like, just. They were giving some, some like, like head moves that said, don't touch me. It could be interpreted anyway, honestly. <laughs> but she was correct in that. Had anything gone wrong, it would have been the scene from The Lion King when, uh, oh my God, Mufasa, when Mufasa gets trampled. So yeah, it was, that was smart. Yeah. Sometimes Bridget's like, you're too close to the edge. That's good. What number am I, or what number is it? That was two. That was, oh my gosh. We got three more to go. (laughs) Um, you, uh, you said I was smart before, but you have this like ability to remember literally freaking everything. Like... Like, oh, yeah, Joe Smith, that was this the extra in this movie. Or like, oh, yeah, I know the gaffer from that. I don't know how, you know, all of these things. Maybe that's maybe there's no room for math in your head because it's just no room for math. It's just IMDb inside of your brain. No room for math. Even the most remedial math I still do on a calculator. Um, Correct. Whenever he remembers a character from a movie, he loses loses another function. (laughs) (laughs) There goes five plus five, guys. Uh, you care about what's happening in the world exponentially more than I do. And that is a good thing because sometimes I want to say, fuck it. I don't give a shit because these people suck. And then you remind me of my humanity occasionally or that I should have some level of humanity. You care a lot about your family and your friends that like the people close to you. You, they're, they're like the number one thing. And, and I think that's very good. Cool. I try. I try. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a pretty damn good cook, even though you yell at yourself a lot. Constantly will, she'll be in the kitchen and then I'll hear, fuck, son of a bitch. And then she'll come over with like a spoonful of food and she'll be like, this is going to be terrible. How much did I fuck it up? And then I taste it and I'm like, it's delicious. Can I have it right now? So you are a better cook than you think you are. You know how to make me feel good about myself. Cool. (laughs) What is that? Four? Four? You have one left. One left. One left. You have really nice boobs. (laughs) Can it be a non-boob related one? Non-boob related. Um... You're, you have an adventurous spirit, and that's good. 
I like that you want to go outside and plant stuff <laughs> and see if it grows. All right. Question number 23. How close and warm is your family? <laughs> Wait, there's more. Okay. Do you feel your childhood was, was happier than most other people's? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I, I, like like I said earlier, like family vacations were fun. We went camping uh, on the in the summertime. We went camping literally every week. Like Friday, my dad and mom would get out of work early just so we could go someplace. Um, my, f- you know, uh, extended family cousins, aunts and uncles. We were all very close. Like I said, my my grandmother was uh, my grandparents. My dad's parents were our next door neighbors, and then the next door neighbors after that was my uncle Rich. And his wife, um, and we would get together constantly. Com- <coughs> common law now, but yeah. Um, uh, <coughs> shh, may I play? May I play? Uh, but yeah, like we, we we did a lot together. Uh, my, you know, my my dad's sister uh, Patrice and her family. My uncle, you know, Aunt Pat and Uncle Paul at the time. It was, she was married to this guy named Paul. Um, <laughs> uh, we, you know, when we would go camping, they would come with us. So yeah, we were very close knit, and we still are very close knit. Um, so yeah, and my brother runs at a cool 105 degrees, so he's very warm. That was a temperature joke. Anybody keeping score? That was that was a real good joke. I'm very good at jokes. Um, yeah, I think my my family was very close. I think uh, in a household with two teenage girls, there was definitely uh, some not close periods of time. Um, but you know, now, especially now that we're older or when we were younger too. Yeah. We're, I think we're pretty close and we have, um, we have a lot of extended family that, um, we don't get to see that often, but when we get together, it's like, we, you know, like we don't miss a beat. Everybody loves each other and is really close. And then we're also very lucky that we have a lot of family friends that are basically family that we spend all of our holidays with. And, um, we're all also very close yeah. i didn't get into sheer numbers but I, I do feel it's important to point out that uh my brother my dad had you know three there were four yeah. four siblings and then my mom has eight brothers and sisters and i have 26 cousins on that side so i have one first cousin on each side <laughs> <laughs> uh <True>. yes <laughs> and also uh, the whole fomo thing fear of missing out for all the old people listening um most people have that with like their friends and other people on like Facebook. But my biggest FOMO is when I see my family doing like barbecues and stuff that I'm not at. I'm very upset about that. 24 question 24. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? I have, I think I have a very good relationship with my mother. Um, like I mentioned in the previous, uh, question, I think, Anybody who's ever been a teenage girl knows that it's just terrible for a couple of years there. But I think my mom and I have, you know, we were always close, but I think now that we're adults, I'm in it. She's, she was always an adult. <laughs> well, at least since I've been around. Um, now that I'm an adult, I feel like, I feel like we're closer than ever. I call her a lot and we talk a lot and yeah. Uh, great. Uh, I know the answer to your question. Without sounding like a mama's boy, yeah. Uh, My mom calls me her best friend and considers me her best friend, and that's true. I feel the same. Um, You also kind of look alike. 
Yeah, my mom. Yeah, I have very long hair right now, and when my hair is down, if I put just a little bit of makeup on, it's disgusting. Uh, I was in a show once, and I also had long hair at the time. And my mom came to the show, and she was sitting in the front row, and it was like a fun and crazy like comedy show. And I pulled her out of the audience to make a joke about the fact that we were, I had a doppelganger sitting in the room. Um, but yeah, no, my my relationship with my mom has always been great. Um, in the last few years of my dad's life, it got a little tough for him with his health and whatnot. So she ended up depending on me a little bit more. Um, and I was like her person to talk to. And then after my dad passed, like our relationship got that much stronger. And uh, I don't go more than 24 hours, I think, without talking about, talking to her, even just saying hi. Question number 25. 25. Make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling dot, dot, dot. We are both dirty blonde. That's one. That's you have to do all yours first. That's the obvious easy one. Uh, we own a dog, and her name is Ripley. And I a cat. I say own. Yes, we take, we care for. <laughs> we are raising a dog and a cat. Uh, and one more we. We both eat food. I don't know. Uh, this is weird. This that was weird, real profound. This is a weird question. I don't know. Really profound. Um, is that is that your final one? Uh, yeah, I don't. This I'm thrown by this question. This is weird. All right, I would say we are all probably feeling very hot because we had to turn the ACs off to to record this. Um, we are probably both feeling a little emotional answering some of these questions. Sure. And we are both excited for both Game of Thrones and Twin Peaks tonight. Correct. Yes. What do, what do I win? You win the next question. Yes. <laughs> 26. Complete this sentence. Quote, I wish I had someone with whom I could share. End quote. Dot, dot, dot. What if I already have someone? I don't know. Uh-oh. Is there someone? I don't think I could ever seriously be with somebody who didn't like movies. And I know that sounds like a stupid statement, but um, we're both like, like super into movies. Like, yeah, like that was one of the first things Matt and I'm going to tell your story that when he came to my dorm room once and he saw I had a DVD collection, Mm -hmm. that was like one of the signs. Mm -hmm. And then you had that boyfriend that I, yeah, you were not single. I was not. That um, at the time, this was more than 12 years ago, but, uh, yeah. So I think, you know, our, our, my passion for film and, you know, if I, I couldn't be with somebody who was just like, well, you know, it's fine. I saw Transformers. I would, I wouldn't be able to do that. What's funny about this question, if, if this is the, the direction we're going is we basically had this conversation like two weeks ago. We, we literally did. We walked out of Spider-Man both super giddy because we loved it so much. And we both said like, thank God that you like movies and Marvel and all this stuff. Because if you didn't, I think I'd kill myself. I don't think we went that far. No, but like, again... Not 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 to name names, but I have I have some friends who have significant others who are like I don't like movies. Are you talking about me right now? You like, you movies. like movies, Anna. We make movies together. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like whatever you're most passionate about, it's nice to have someone to share that with because otherwise, 
Who, what do you, who do you talk to your passions about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, question number 27. If you were going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know. Like health wise? <laughs> I don't have cancer. Your genetic history? Uh, <clears throat> uh, all right, I'm going to answer this honestly. And, oh. And hope that. So does that mean you've not been answering honestly? So no, far? no, no. I'm, I'm going to. No, because like this is like the one thing that I would have to like be like the precursor to a relationship with someone. And I'm, I'm going to answer this and hope that not some of my family's not listening. Um, uh, I'm not straight, so I feel like dating you, I would just want to give you the heads up like I have been intimate with gentlemen, just in case you would want to know that. Your whole family's going to listen to this now. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go, guys. I'm halfway out of the closet. Does your family not know? Some of them. Some of them don't know. I got confronted a couple times in really awkward situations, and I answered, no, I'm totally straight. It's okay. Nobody listens yeah. to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my mom knows. My mom knows. So there you go. Well, I mean, I guess I could answer similarly. Ditto. Ditto. Or, uh... She also has had sex with gentlemen. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I feel like I would want the other person to know things that I believe in, things that I'm passionate about besides movies you know like uh i don't know like politics and that kind of stuff um like i'm really passionate about the environment and social justice and i feel like if if the you know i want that person to know up front because if that was going to be a problem then yeah yeah let me know if you're a racist yeah basically basically, yeah matt do you like the environment it's good yeah it's fine (laughs) I uh, I try to I try to if it's if it's yellow let it mellow much to my wife's chagrin but uh, yeah yeah well if you clean the toilet then maybe we could do that I do <laughs> uh, question twenty eight tell your partner what you like about them be very honest this time saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met please don't say boobs <laughs> I tell everyone about that <sighs> he tells he tells me a lot that's why I expected that to happen. <laughs> You're, you you love a lot. You love the people you love a lot. So you some, care a lot about people. I mean, I guess, I guess I guess it's that yeah. You're you're passionate about social justice. That's not the first thing that would come up in a conversation when I'm talking about you. But eventually, were a few brandies to get in there, I would brandy? be brandy. Yeah, if like you're, the singer. No, if you're having a glass of brandy. <laughs> when was the last time you I drank was sitting, brandy? If I was sitting in a in a in a in a room with a smoking jacket and there was another gentleman there and we were talking about politics. Typical Tuesday evening. I would I would say that my wife uh, generally has distaste for white supremacists, and wants to let them know. Who drinks brandy though? I do. do you no, really? you do not. Yes, no. There's the, the, there's uh, so there's, there's a bottle of brandy there's a bottle of brandy that the liquor store around that the. He needed for a, a. Oh, that one sucks. That's bad oh, brandy. Oh, that's so bad we brandy. Have two there's a there's a liquor store around the corner that sells brandy that's called Felipe Two, I think, <laughs> and it's delicious and i drink it as much as i as as often as i can Felipe one is better <laughs> uh i like this there's more character development in the second one the action scenes are bigger question number 29 share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life 
You were there for most of them. Probably. <laughs> An embarrassing moment in my life. <sighs> Do you know each other's most embarrassing moment? I don't know. I have several. I've accidentally pooped my pants a lot. <laughs> What? I know, I know it's these stories. On, it's happened on several occasions. Sometimes, you know, you mistake a fart and it's poop. But the fact that you said a lot is concerning to it's, me. It's like an inside joke with friends because, like, they know there's. All right, all right. Let's, I've had let's other quantify a lot. Like four a times. Handful. Yeah, In like a handful. Thirty-one. But years. it, but it's always been like when other people are there, like. It's, it, it has happened. Yeah, Why are we talking about this? On the couch Why are we talking about this? I brought God. this up. This is my You brought it up. <laughs> All right. I would say my most... I, I feel like my whole life has just been a series of embarrassing moments. Uh, but I I think what started... A moment that's... What's, what, bleh, a moment that started as an embarrassing moment and sort of launched the torment in middle school that I mentioned before was in... Sixth grade, we were standing in line waiting to get into the, um, uh, what's it called? The, like the gym for recess. It was like indoor recess. Uh, and we're in this big long line. And my friend, I remember her name, but I won't say it in case she listens to this podcast, which I don't, I don't know. I don't think we're even Facebook friends anymore. My friend at the time, we were, I don't know, talking or something, and and she like put her arm around me, you know, just like what you do when when you're waiting in line with your friends and and hanging out. And a teacher fairly innocently yelled at us because he thought we were like wrestling or something. He must have thought we were just horsing around. And so he said, he's like, hey, hey, you two, stop horsing around. And everybody in the whole line up and down the hall turned and looked at us. And then started giggling, and then the rumor started that we had kissed, me and this girl. And so then, for years, people called me a lesbian and tormented me, and yeah. So what started as an embarrassing moment turned into, like, the shittiest thing. But it's the guy, the, the guy's fault that called you out, pretty much. I don't, I, sometimes I blamed him, like the teacher, I know his, I remember his name too. Uh, but I think he was just, he thought that we were like roughhousing and he was trying to get everybody to calm down. So I don't think it was his fault. I think it was middle schoolers in general are the worst. That's it. Question 30. <gasps> <laughs> the horse is choking. Six more questions. I guess so hard. <laughs> uh, when did you last cry in front of another person? And by yourself. Last night. Oh, what? Why? Because <laughs> we got stressed out. I got stressed out and I started crying. Oh, right. I love you, but that was dumb. Sometimes I just get really stressed and I cry. And I was the guy in the kitchen being like, why are you crying? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not crying. We have plenty of time to do these dishes. Relax. Um, and what was the, uh, there was, it was a two-parter, right? In front of someone or by yourself. So by myself was today, and I feel like this is going to sound contrived, but I was literally watching a documentary while you were away, and it was about police violence, and they showed the entirety of the Eric Gardner video, and I cried. Bridget watches too many documentaries. I do. There's no such thing. (laughs) There's no such thing. Uh, Last time I cried in front of someone was at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. He did. I was a... fucking disaster he was how many times did you see the movie 
three times. <laughs> and I cried every single time. <laughs> Sorry, there's dad stuff at the end of that movie. And I can't, I can't see a movie. Now I can't see a movie where there's like love between child and father without fear without like you know the, the fear of missing out like I, I i'll never have that again you know and it sucks he cries during it. click i cry a lot during click the adam sandler movie? it's so sad there's a moment at the end where like he's literally dying in the parking lot in the rain surrounded by his family and his son who hasn't talked to him in like 20 years comes grabs his hand and he looks at his son and he says family first or something like that or never forget family and I, that's it i can't do it I've seen Click like five times and I cry every time. Uh, and the last time I cried by myself was uh, in a car. It was a couple of days after my uncle Roger had passed earlier this year. And I was listening to, re- I was listening to Joanne and Lady Gaga. It was the song Joanne and I was singing the song Joanne and I started crying and then I called my aunt because I felt bad and I wanted to let her know that I loved her. No, sweet. Joanne's a sad album. Damn you, Lady Gaga, I love you. Yeah. Number 32. 32. We're almost there. No. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Oh, God. Lots of stuff. Oh, yeah. Lots of stuff. I mean, rape, probably, is too serious. I don't know if it's the number one most serious thing, but rape is up there. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't joke about rape. I wouldn't joke about rape. Yeah. Cool. Next question. (laughs) 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 It's pretty. Yeah. That's so interesting because some people are like, oh, nothing's off the table. No, I mean, sometimes just don't be an insensitive prick. Yeah. Yeah. I love Bill Maher, but sometimes he goes over the line. I would have named this episode Don't Be an Insensitive Prick, but you said human birds earlier. So. <laughs> Actual human birds. Actually, yeah, human birds are not to be joked about. Oh, God. You're looking at 33. Me. Oh, God. That's my age. Oh, no. If you were to die this Wait, evening. Wait, are you older than Matt? Yes. yes. Ooh, I, I just... love older women. Always have. By two years. I know. I wish you were 10 years older, to be honest. I don't. I do. Oh I, do. I do not. I do. <laughs> uh, and that's since Alien. I've always had a thing for Sigourney Weaver, and I don't she know. She wouldn't be able that's to have your For me? Probably. What? She was yeah. 10 years old. I, I don't want to have a geriatric pregnancy. We can make it work. There's also adoption. Not true. But yeah. Uh, if you were to die this evening please don't question 33 with no opportunity to communicate with anyone Jesus what would you most regret not having told someone and why haven't you told them yet I forgot this question oh my god oh I mean it's not like there's something that's like been weighing on my heart that I haven't told someone I would just want to tell everybody I love them I guess like I would want to like all of the people I love, I would want to let them know I love them, I guess. I know that's like a cop-out answer. I mean, it doesn't. for me, it doesn't matter what day or time or, or when it happened, but I do regret never having told my dad that I'm bi. I was most afraid of all the people in my life of talking to him about it, and I never did. Number 34. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving... <laughs> <laughs> so was, I was reading it, but not knowing what I was saying. So I was reading it in like a happy voice. <laughs> Your house containing everything you own catches fire. Is that better? Is that a better read? Okay. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be? Why? 
two things. There, if I had time, I'd I grab get, two things. I got two things. I'd grab two Guys, things. Guys, the question says one. So. No. I, would, I have two hands. I have two hands, They're damn it. They're near that's, each right, other right. That's a stupid apartment. question. <laughs> unless, it's, unless it's a huge item. They're small things. <laughs> um, I'd probably grab my computer because it's the most expensive uh. thing I own and I don't have insurance for it. What? Yeah, shut up. Well, now I just learned something about you. There. That's what I regret. If I die tonight, my stuff's not insured. Do you not have a backup drive? Um, I'd probably grab my computer and then I'd probably, I have a little teeny, um, like glass, uh, pendant that has my dad's ashes in it. I would want to grab that. So I would grab, uh, DQ. And for those who don't know, which DQ is my little cow that I've had since I was 12 when my aunt gave it to me before a trip to Portugal and he comes everywhere with me. And yes, he's a cow and it's a he. He's the bane of my existence. But where does the name come from? Dairy Queen? Dairy Queen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one stuffed animal that like we constantly forget and like we have to go back and get it. Like everywhere you mean like the grocery store? No, no. no oh, I didn't okay. bring him here. But like when we go on trips or we go home for the weekend, which um, we do a lot. Uh, no, there was one trip that I went on with my best friend Amanda. We went to Florida and I forgot DQ. And we were like halfway to the airport and she wouldn't turn around. And I was so sad. So, yeah, no, we don't forget him anywhere. Uh, but then there's also most of like the original family photos are still at my mom's house. But I do have an original photo at our apartment that is four generations. It's me as a baby, my dad, my grandma and my great grandma. So I'd want to grab that. I have a stuffed animal rabbit whose name is Prince Philip. And I've had him my whole life. And he's missing an ear. Yep. Is, and he's missing an ear. That is a fancy name. Uh, funny story. I saw Toy Story 3 and the whole end of Toy Story 3, it's, it's him giving away his toys and all that. And I realized oh, yeah, I in that moment uh, that Prince Philip was at home in Connecticut and not with me in the city. And I called my mom immediately after the movie. Crying. I was like, please tell me Prince Philip's okay and I'm coming to get him. And now he's on our bed next yeah. to DQ. Yeah, they sit together on our bed. Uh, 35 of all the people in your family whose death would you find the most disturbing and why I'm not answering this question this is a hard pass okay same question you I mean my mom your mom I'd I'd say my mom that would that would destroy me I think sorry every other Bronsdorf sorry well I mean it's like you know it's the one member of my family who's the most closest the most, most closest, closest, who I'm, uh, who I'm the closest to. I mean, obviously, runner-up position, my brother and sister, clearly. Um, but also, if you think about it, it's like w- my father's already passed. If my mother passes, logically, I'm next, and that's sort of fucked up to think about. But it's true to a certain extent. You know what? We might not even be here after the nuclear war, so it's yeah. This is true. <laughs> Does it not matter? All right. So thirty-six is the last one. <gasps> last, last question. We're last not- question. Uh, spoiler alert, I don't love you anymore. Oh, I'm kidding. Really awful yeah. joke. All right, backing up a few questions. That's something you can't joke about. I know. All right, fair enough. Fair All enough. right, question number 36. 36. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Uh, also, ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. Right? Well, that's, that's, a, that's a big question. The one discipline that I can't get I my like shit together with thing. is exercise. There it is. I can't 
do it every day, and I don't know why. I always come up with the stupidest excuses not to do it. And then also on the same token, sometimes I snack on things I shouldn't snack on when no one's looking. And I can't. What do you snack on when I'm not looking? Sometimes, mostly cheese related. Lots of cheese. <laughs> How did I know you were going to say cheese? I was like, it's the gone. one thing that like I feel the most bad about, but it's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> so there, that's, that's a problem that I have. Well, I, I feel like we're probably about to say the same thing. So if you both have the same problem, what advice do you have for each other? Maybe we should just fucking run tomorrow morning. <laughs> that would be running at 5 a.m. That's not happening. Oh, yeah. You have to get up early. Yeah, tomorrow. I have to get up early tomorrow. Oh, well, tomorrow's well, a wash. The, <laughs> we, have to, we have to help each other. That's, that's the advice is that we need to, need to I, there was a time. be our own. Stop it. There so was weird. a time in both of our lives when we were fit. Not at the same time. No, no, no. We are both fit at different points. I was so damn skinny and buff and jacked, and my friends called me Madonnas, and I, I miss Madonna's? it. Matt Adonis, so they called me Madonnas. <laughs> and yeah. I really want to get back to that, and I'm having trouble doing that. And I was the kind of like skinny for my frame where people were like worried about me. <laughs> She's tall and lanky. And so... <laughs> Yeah, I want to get, I want to get, I want to get back to that point. Yeah, so we just have to help each other. Yeah. Well, I just, I want to. We have, we have to be our own Burgess Merediths. Oh, there's both things. That's a rocky reference. Yeah, I know. I feel like (laughs) there's both things like we can't do anymore. Like we went hiking in New Zealand, and it had been a while since we hiked, and we hiked, uh, we went up Rohan, which is not a very long hike at all, and there was like a child, like a like a father son. That, that walked were, faster. Like, like past us. And, and it was like, like it was like a, a 50 year old dad. And it's like, fuck you, dude. Uh, yeah, and like a 10 year old. dude, And they're just like rip, 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 yeah. up the mountain. And we're like, hang on, guys. <laughs> it's like yeah. rated easy. Like, but so I we also didn't do any warm ups. So that wasn't a complete wash. But no, we, went from we got just, out of the car. We immediately got out of sitting in the car for two and a half hours. Yeah, we, it was and like went straight to steep. It was climb. like 20 plus hour flight food. Car hike. Yep. You guys are fine. You did great. <laughs> You're not done just yet. Oh. oh are we going to talk about our boobs? No. <laughs> All right. Now, four minutes about. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the final step of the 36 questions is that you are going to stare into each other's eyes. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm going to take my glasses off. For four minutes. You can't see me then. That's well, cheating. That's cheating. Do you see how scratched these are? You can't see my eyes. Okay. Stare. Continue. Go. Uh, this was part of the original psychological experiment. Okay. The people had to stare at each other for four minutes. Eye contact. You can't talk. <laughs> Ripley does not like as this Rip- idea. Ripley whines <laughs> in the back. Ripley hates it. I'm going to stare into Ripley's uh, eyes for four minutes. Uh-huh. They did it because people don't really stare each other in the eyes ever. Okay. Unless you're forced to. And so this brought strangers closer, but... I guess this is the first time we're doing it with couples, so right. we look at each other a lot. We look at each other enough. I feel okay, like four we're minutes. Get bored. That's a long time. Are you ready? Can we blink? Or is this you, like a? No, I'm gonna look down. I'm gonna four look minutes down. of no blinking. I'm gonna get all. I'm gonna get all my staring at the table done now. So no talking, no noise, just looking. Mm-hmm. There's really nice wood grain and on this table here. And for people listening to the podcast, oh, yeah. we're not gonna actually have we're not four, minutes, have of four minutes of silence. <laughs> gotcha. But they will be. Certified. I promise. Staring at each other for four minutes. And go.
I don't usually do this, but I want to do some side commentary of what's going on. <laughs> Uh, Bridget was holding her breath for a while and I had to tell her not to. <laughs> and then she did some hand signals. Three, two, one. Oh, they were holding hands while they were doing it. Just I the last 30 it. seconds. Just the last 30. Matt cheated. I didn't cheat. Oh, I, well, actually, that was your fault. You shouldn't have told us that we were halfway through. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> so well, you. Oh, good. Oh. Wow. Oh. <laughs> that was a 36 question. Congratulations for finishing 36 questions. Are you made it. in love? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about it? Um, it was a lot of stuff we already knew. Yeah, I, I feel like most of it we already knew. Yeah, but we've never been in a situation where we've been asked in direct, of, yeah. pretty, oh, pretty direct stuff, I feel questions. Like maybe we never said it in front of other people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of it we knew. Yeah. Um, I didn't know you don't have insurance on your on your computer, so that's well, kind of like a big thing. Yeah, I need to get insurance for my <laughs> yeah. computer. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Did you learn anything new besides the insurance? <laughs> I learned that Bridget has a, a high opinion of me, which is nice. I mean, I married you. <laughs> no, I know, but like you marry people because you love them, but then you're like, he's, just, he's such a shithead. He's such a shithead. I love him so much. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Really? You thought I didn't like you? No, 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 no. no. That's not what I'm saying. Like when you're talking about the fact that, like, I, I value, like, friendships and stuff like that. Well, you do. Okay. Does that mean I don't tell you how, how good you are? No. no, 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 I, no, I didn't. I'm, I know I, I sounded aggressive there. No, because I try, I try, I, I strive for that, I guess, and and I don't, I don't know if it comes across sometimes that like I try to make sure that people know that I love them. People know you love them. You're always too nervous. All right. Oh. <laughs> they both become Jewish mothers. So. <laughs> Honey, you're not eating enough. Do you feel closer to each other after all these questions? I feel just as close. I mean, I guess to a certain extent, there's there's a a, a sense of, of being centered again. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. like a lot of this stuff that we, you know, goes unsaid. I guess because mm-hmm. we've been together for so long. Yeah. So it's nice to hear some stuff out loud that yeah. you know we haven't talked about in a while. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I haven't talked about my dad this much in a long time. So there you go. Yeah, and I think it also like, you know, we've been together a very long time. Um, but I feel like if maybe we'd only been together a couple of years, even it would have been indifferent, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like a lot. The reason we know a lot of this stuff already is because we've had over a decade of talking about talking. It. Yeah. Well, is there anything that either of you would like to plug your social yeah, media? How can people get in touch with yeah, you if you they want to hire you for jobs? <laughs> Yeah, so thank you for being on the show. Go ahead. You can plug whatever you want. How do people get in touch with you? Hire you for filmmaking jobs, acting jobs, voiceover jobs. If uh, you like the sound of my voice. <laughs> uh, I'm really good at house cleaning. So if you need your house cleaned, <laughs> I'll come to your house. Uh, no, you can find uh, my website is mattbronsdorf.com because I was lucky enough to have a, un- a unique enough name where I can actually get that domain. How do you spell your last name for people listening? It is B as in boy, R-A-U, N as in Nancy, you know, S we'll as in Sally, D as in dog, O-R-F as in Frank. Yeah, com, which leads to my YouTube channel, and my email is 
I'm not going to say yeah, my email. Good job. Not going to do that. <laughs> not going to do that. My social security number. Uh, is... But oh, you can find you can find me on Instagram. Uh, Simply Bronsdorf. That's my Instagram mm-hmm. handle. I don't really do the whole social media thing all that much, but I like sharing pictures of my work. And he loves hashtags. I, they work. Damn it. <laughs> I hate them, but they work. Um, I have a very outdated website, BridgetArujo.com, A-R-A-U-J-O, because I've had to get a day job. I haven't updated it in a while, but it is there and very outdated. And You could see uh, my headshots from when I was really skinny. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I mean, you're still beautiful. Shut up. But uh, for those of you listeners uh, and viewers in the the New York area, um, my next film... This is that night is playing at the Brooklyn Comedy Festival on August 26th at 11 a.m. at the Nightbox Cinema. Be out after that? No, no, no. Oh, we really? edit very fast. Oh, yeah. All right. So yeah, come come to the Brooklyn Comedy Festival two weeks from today. Wait, what movie is it? Uh, this is that night. It is a black and white romantic comedy, starring Jonathan Marbley and Chris Weiner, and it is about that. Oh, actually, it's very similar to what we're doing right now. Oh yeah, it's, it's about like, it's the about first like that night that you just talk all night. Yeah, it's it when you're first dating someone. And yeah, without having like a bunch of sex and, and making out and whatnot, it's just you sitting there talking and falling in love with a person for who they are uh, and what you have in common. So there you go. It's 36 questions, the movie. Oh, and how do people uh, sign up to be on our podcast if they want to? So if you want to be on the podcast, you can email us directly at 36qpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website. That's 36qpodcast.com. And we wanted to thank people who've been listening. We made it in the top 50 on iTunes. Yes. Top 50! Very exciting. And thank you for your nice reviews also. Yeah. Um, if you're enjoying it, please leave us a review. Uh, if you want to say something nice about Matt or Bridget, put it in a review on ooh, iTunes. How about or that? Ripley. Or Ripley. Or Ripley. Um, I would say this about your podcast. Uh, it is something that Anna and I share. Your podcast is... Top, top Edge! Edge!